Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today uh, for this next and really final uh, edition of Facebook Live, at least final for now. I'll probably be back with these, I guess, in December. So I usually do about four or five weeks of Facebook Live sessions uh, as a way of leading into uh, an eight-week online uh, meditation program. And so this is no different. Uh, uh, the last four weeks have been on the topic of equanimity. And then I'll have a week off where I go into retreat myself. I'll do a silent retreat for a week and then uh, launching into uh, this eight-week online program on equanimity. Equanimity, uh, one of the Brahma Viharas in the, the early Buddhist tradition, or the one of the four immeasurable minds, uh, this really um, a beautiful quality that we can train in, uh, this ability to see and know our life free from preference and prejudice. Uh, one of the real profound trainings that allows us to unhook our emotional reactivity allows us to unhook from our own suffering. So now that I'm on that topic, I'll just make a few announcements related to that, uh, and then I'll offer this guided meditation. So as I mentioned, I'm offering an eight-week online meditation retreat program on the topic of equanimity. You might be wondering, well, when is this program? And so I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, the program launches on uh, September 27th and it runs to November 18th. Uh, that's going to be September 26th if you're in the States or in that time zone. Uh, for, at 6 p.m. Pacific Coast time, we meet on Monday, I'm sorry, we meet on Sunday and Thursday evenings. Yes, Sunday and Thursday evenings. Pacific Coast time uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, that's the first section. The second section uh, is really designed to cater to more of European uh, time zones or for any reason you find this time zone more advantageous. Uh, that's September 27th to November 18th uh, at 9 a.m. in the UK. So hope you'll uh, join me for that. It's going to be a, a really fun adventure and a very very deep dive into this uh, very profound quality of equanimity. Now if you find those times or dates uh, restrictive for any reason uh, you can make as many or as few of the live sessions as you wish. Uh, I do have people who sign up for the retreat who just do the whole retreat on, on video at their own pace and you're welcome to do that. The live sessions are, are, are capped at 15 people per section, and I do that uh, so that we can kind of build a very intimate uh, community or online sangha of practicers, practitioners, I guess I should say. And so that becomes really quite a, a special part of the program as well. So if you can make the live sessions, I, I would recommend that. Now, in addition to the two evenings a week over Zoom, uh, those are two-hour sessions each. In addition to that, you also have access to me throughout the course, throughout the eight weeks, 
uh, for one-to-one -one sessions. And I do that as a way of kind of supporting the unfolding of equanimity. So I think that's all I'd like to say about the retreat. For more information about that, you're welcome to go to my website, suchsweetthunder.org. I also have uh, an abundance of information available on my Facebook page. So if you're tuning in on Facebook, uh, you can scroll through and find out some more information about uh, the equanimity retreat. Another announcement, uh, I am currently accepting applications for one-to-one -one, uh, meditation sessions. Uh, so if you currently have a meditation practice and you'd like to go deeper uh, with that, or if you're new to meditation and you wish to cultivate a meditation practice, a teacher-student relationship is really valuable uh, for this adventure into meditation, into the contemplative path. Uh, it, well, one of the many, many benefits is it allows the teacher to custom create a type of practice or a set of practices that can specifically address the questions, the concerns of the student. Uh, really, really valuable uh, to have a teacher on this path. It's quite like learning a, an instrument or a language. You can do it on your own through YouTube videos and things like that, uh, but having a, a teacher who has walked this path uh, is really, really beneficial. For more information about the one-to-one -one sessions, you can also go to my website, suchsweetthunder.org, and click on the online studies page, and that will tell you all you need to know about that. One last announcement, and then we'll do this guided meditation. Uh, I am pleased to announce that I have been asked to offer teachings on the Four Immeasurable Minds, or the Brahma Viharas, uh, once a week uh, with the One Tree community. Uh, the One Tree community, if you're not familiar with One Tree, a beautiful community of practitioners, teachers, and meditators uh, out of India. And they do have a Facebook page, so if you're not familiar with One Tree Community, just do a search, One Tree Community, or if you wish, send me a message and I'll, I'll, I'll connect you uh, with One Tree. Uh, so those offerings will be an hour long, uh, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. my time in Thailand. Uh, so that's 8 p.m. Pacific Coast time in the States. So if you can't make those, I'll be recording those and making them available as well. So um, if you can make the live sessions, that's great. It's great to interact and connect with other practitioners. If you can't, uh, look for the recordings on either my Facebook page or YouTube or Instagram. Okay. So I think that's all the announcements I have. So I'd like to move into this guided meditation on equanimity. So equanimity covers uh, quite a lot of ground and there are many, many ways of practicing and many ways of meditating on the quality of equanimity, many ways of uh, uncovering this inherent heartfelt quality. 
And so the, the offering that I'm going to give today is just one of the many practices that we'll be engaging in in this eight-week online retreat program. So according to the Buddhist traditions, which most of my training has been in, quite a bit of my training has been in Mahayana and Theravada Buddhism, according to those traditions, uh, life unfolds between the what's called the eight worldly winds and these winds continue to blow throughout the human life from birth until death and those eight worldly winds are gain and loss praise and blame pleasure and pain success and failure i often work with an additional uh, set of poles there, order and chaos. I find that to be quite helpful, particularly in this current uh, world situation. Order and chaos seem to be the, the poles that many people find themselves fluctuating in between. So the practice of equanimity is the practice of finding that still middle ground in between the poles. The practice of finding a sense of stability and rest in the midst of those winds that blow through our experience. So why? Why would we do that? Well, typically we're caught in this habitual reactive pattern of pushing away the negative pole and grasping at the positive. And that's so fundamental to the human experience that it, it almost seems over obvious and, and not even worth mentioning in some ways. But the reason why this is taught and the reason why we practice resting in the middle is so that we can unplug that reactive pattern. We can stop pushing away the negative and grasping at the positive. Now, of course, we can still move towards the positive and move away from the negative. But with a practice like this, it allows us to do that in a very conscious, very mindful way. When we push away the negative and grasp at the positive uh, unconsciously, out of a habit, out of a reactive pattern, uh, we generally cause suffering for ourselves and suffering for others. So this practice of finding our equanimity within those worldly winds allows us to step out of that reactive pattern. Okay. So I think I've spoken long enough about that. I'm going to guide a meditation and so I'll just kind of talk us through how this meditation goes. So I'll ring the bell. I'll guide into the present moment using uh, the experience of breath and body, the sounds of the present moment. Then I'll continue to invite us into a state of resting. So the idea is to find this deep, stable 
sense of rest. And then within this resting, I'll guide us into experiencing some of those worldly winds that I mentioned. Now, as you rest and these worldly winds come blowing through this meditation, perhaps pleasure and pain, you might start to feel how you habitually react to that, pushing away the pain and grasping at the pleasure. And that's great. That's the idea, is that we start to see how we do that. In our, the meditation makes it clear how we might do that habitually in our everyday experience. And so once we see that, once we bring that unconscious tendency into consciousness through meditation, we start to be able to step away from that pattern like that. And so I'll guide us into just a few of the worldly winds. We'll rest in that. If you find that you come out of the resting, you're grasping at the positive pole, pushing away the negative, you can return by asking a question, how can I rest with this? When we ask this question, how can I rest with this? That question very often allows us to return to that stable resting ground. So this meditation can be done with your eyes open or closed, however you find uh, that's most supportive for your own practice. Most people find practices like this easier to do with eyes closed, but if you wish to explore meditating with your eyes open here, if you find that more supportive, you're welcome to do that. This meditation can be done in any posture. You could be seated in a chair like I am or on a meditation cushion if you find that supportive could be lying down or standing up. And if at any time during the practice you find you become emotionally charged or overwhelmed, uh, feel free to stop meditating, get up, take a walk, get a cup of tea, call a friend, uh, and then come back to the practice by recording uh, when you feel you'd like to explore that deeper. Okay, so I'll ring the bell and we're into the practice. Oh, we'll do this for about 20 minutes. And so the invitation here is just to arrive into this present moment. And there are many ways of arriving into the here and now. And I think today we'll arrive, we'll start arriving anyway, by taking a nice, long, nourishing, deep breath. And allowing the out-breath to be just a little bit slower or longer than the in-breath. That longer, slower out-breath 
often brings a sense of calm, of stillness to the heart, to the body, to the mind. And in the next breath, you could invite the breathing to return to its uncontrolled breathing pattern. Just breathing normally, naturally. And while we're here noticing the breath, you might notice the rising and falling of the abdomen as you inhale and exhale. And while noticing the rising and falling of the abdomen with each breath, noticing if there's any tension or stress that's being held in or around the abdomen. If you notice that, you could invite that to soften and relax and rest. You might also notice the rib cage expanding and contracting with each breath. The rising and falling of the shoulders as you inhale and exhale. Perhaps noticing the back moving out on the in-breath and in on the out-breath. You might also notice the temperature changing from cooler to warmer at the nose and the back of the throat as you breathe in and breathe out. Resting, breathing. And while we're here resting with this experience of breath, the invitation is now to bring awareness and attention to the feet. Perhaps noticing the contact of the feet against the ground or the floor or the carpet. Or if you're wearing socks or shoes, noticing the sensations of contact there against the skin of the feet. And inviting the muscles in the feet to relax and unwind. You might also notice sensations of clothing against the legs, inviting the muscles in the legs to relax, rest. And perhaps noticing the weight of the body against the cushion or chair, mat or floor. Inviting the muscles underneath those sensations to rest. You might also notice sensations of clothing against the back, inviting the muscles in the back to grow soft, unwind. And perhaps noticing the hands resting against the body or touching each other, 
the arms resting against the body. Inviting the hands and arms to rest, relax. You might notice sensations of clothing against the shoulders, inviting the muscles in the shoulders to unwind, grow soft. You might notice sensations arising from the back of the neck, and the sides of the neck, inviting the muscles in the neck to relax and rest. Perhaps noticing sensations arising from the cheeks of the face, letting any tension or stress that's held in the face go. perhaps noticing sensations arising from the top of the head, the very crown of the head. Resting, breathing, feeling. And while resting here in this present moment experience of breath and body, the invitation is now to notice any sounds which might be available. Sounds are always present moment experiences. And so here, allowing the sounds of the present moment to usher us into the here and now. Perhaps there's a neighbor's television or music playing nearby, or a bird song, an occasional car passing. There might be the sound of rain or a dog barking, the sound of my voice. And perhaps noticing how the sounds of the present moment interact with the backdrop of silent stillness. Resting, breathing, feeling, listening. And from time to time, if you wish, you could check your shoulders. Are they resting? Check your jaw. Is your jaw at rest? And if you wish, you could check your abdomen. Is your abdomen resting? Checking in with the arms and the hands. Are they resting? Checking in with the legs and feet. 
are the legs and feet at rest. Allow yourself to rest as deeply as possible, yet remain alert, awake, present to the experience. Resting in the body, resting in the mind, resting in the heart. And during this meditation practice, if anything should arise that might take you away from resting, you can ask, how can I rest with this? Allow the question to guide your awareness back into the resting. Breathing, resting. And in the next breath or two, the invitation is to bring into awareness, either by visualization or recollection, a person or a few people that you feel fondness for. You like these people or you love these people. This could be a family member, a very close friend, a partner. Could use your pet. And notice how the heart opens or the body softens. Notice your response when you think of these people, visualize these people. Breathing, resting, and in the next breath, the invitation is to include in this visualization or recollection people you don't like, people for whom there's some tension towards. Not using people we find a severe sense of hatred towards, but just a, a sort of a mild dislike, challenging people. Holding in balance. These people you like and these people you don't like. Feeling the body, the mind, and the heart's response to the visualization or the thought of these people you find challenging. 
And if you find that you're moving out of the resting, just ask, how can I rest with this? Holding an equal balance, the lovely, the unlovely. Holding an equal balance of people or pets that we love, we care for, and the people or pets that we dislike, find challenging. Finding that unspoken middle, that sense of rest in the midst of this. Recognizing that both the people we like, the people we're fond of, care for, and the people we dislike, Both groups of people are products of their upbringing, their education, their culture, products of their society. That both the people we like and the people we don't like and ourselves. have the seeds of all beliefs, all behaviors. We all carry the seeds of pure potentiality in our minds, our bodies, our hearts. Can we rest with that? human lives, the people we love and like and care for, the people we have difficulty with, and ourself. All lives are filled with 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows. Can we rest with this? If you become distracted at any point during the meditation by thinking or just recognize the distraction, letting the thoughts go and gently celebrating the return back to the present moment. Finding your ground, your resting, resting in the body. 
resting in the mind, resting in the heart, holding an equal distance, people we love, we like, we care for, people we find challenging, stressful, resting in the midst of this. And in the next breath or two, we can move into a worldly wind, and so bringing into awareness a sense of order. a sense of everything being in its proper place, in its proper time. The beds are all neatly made. The dishes are all neatly stacked, washed. You go outside and the cars are all properly parked in their proper space. People are walking at a proper pace, the proper side of the road. Everything running the way it quote unquote ought to. this complete sense of order. Perhaps feeling into this sense of order, a sense of both stability and restrictiveness. holding in awareness this sense of complete order. And then the next breath or two, the invitation is to bring into awareness a sense of chaos. So allowing the complete order to move into the background of awareness and holding in the foreground of awareness complete chaos. The rooms in the house or apartment or abode or 
in a complete mess. Bed sheets strewn all around. And if you have a dog or a cat, perhaps they made a mess on the floor, tore up the, the couch or a shoe. The TV is on on one channel in one room and a, in another room the radio is on or another television. Cars outside honking and blaring loud music out of their radios. There's a cool wind whipping through the trees. There's rain falling and sun shining at the same time. People are both walking and running and sitting on the sidewalk all at the same time. Complete chaos. And now bringing this sense of complete order and complete chaos into awareness equally at the same time. Finding your sense of rest in the middle, the unspoken middle ground between these two poles complete order, complete chaos. Feeling how you might push against one and grasp at the other. Just notice that. Posing the question, how can I rest with this? Resting in the body, resting in the mind, resting in the heart. If you find you're gravitating towards the order or gravitating towards the chaos, that's absolutely normal. Take a deep breath. And just rest, allowing the order to unfold on one side, allowing the chaos to unfold on the other. And just rest.
feeling that calm, stable, equanimous mind and heart, knowing that you can rest in the middle. knowing that you can rest in the midst of order and chaos. knowing that you can find ground in the midst of lovely and unlovely. Resting in the knowing that you can find equanimity in the midst of life's unfolding. So in the next breath or two, we'll begin to shift away from this meditation practice and back into a conversational space. And I'll cue that by ringing the bell three times. So thank you for joining me for that guided meditation into equanimity. Now, a couple of things about that practice. That is a um, kind of a very deep dive into equanimity. And you might not have felt much there, or you might have felt like you were kind of, well, gravitating or pushing against one pole, grasping at the other. And that's normal. It's fine if you felt that. In fact, that's productive because then you're noticing that habitual pattern. If you didn't feel anything at all, that's also fine and also quite normal. Uh, or perhaps you found it a bit confusing. All good. Uh, these practices uh, take time. And so it's productive just to have the intention of cultivating equanimity. In that intention, we shine the light of equanimity onto the heart. And as we do that over days, weeks, months, and years, we begin to cultivate a way of being in the world that's more equanimous. I, I like to say, 
we grow the sapling in the heart towards the sunlight of equanimity. Like that. So expecting uh, an immediate result after one practice is, it's not productive to have that expectation. And it generally doesn't unfold that way. That's why I'm spending eight weeks uh, offering these practices. Eight weeks is kind of just enough to get started in these practices of equanimity. So, Once again, thank you for joining me. Uh, if you are interested in signing up for the retreat program, I hope you will. Uh, please do visit my website, suchsweetthunder.org, uh, for all the information about the retreat. Go to the Retreats and Programs pages. Uh, there's lots of other stuff on the, the website if you just wish to explore the website you're free to do so lots of uh, free resources to support a meditation practice can be found there um, and i think that's all i have to say so thank you for joining me uh, if you'd like to go back and revisit the last three sessions i did once a week uh, they're all on my facebook page they're also available on youtube if we're not connected on YouTube, just put Chris Luard Meditation in your search uh, screen there on YouTube, and I'll come up and you can find lots of videos there. And hope to see you all in the retreat. Have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, and um, we'll see you there. Thank you so much. I'll ring the bell to make it official. <laughs>